0: Guys, it's February and we have more beautiful stories coming your way. Today, we have our friend Nisi, and her name is Donise, but she goes by Nisi. She has a whole bunch of stories. She is kind of unique because she's had, she's a, she's a V back and then a V back after two cesareans. So she has five cute kiddos and she had. A cesarean and then cesarean, like a lot of us do, and then a VBAC and then two cesareans and then a VBAC. So I think it's kind of cool that you have like both of the V, like you have a multiple v- uh, VBAC after cesarean and then you have just a VBAC. So I'm so excited for her to share her stories today, all five of them. It's like, so amazing. Um, but of course, we have a review of the week, and it, I'm going to share it from. It says Kogli, maybe. I don't know how to, it's K-O-G-G-L-I. Sorry, I always butcher the names. Um, and the subject is, the reason I got my feedback. back says, I cannot thank these ladies enough for the impact they had on me and my second birth. My first was twenty four hour a 24-hour labor with an emergency C-section. After delivering my pre, uh, precious son, I was sure I'd never want to go through a C-section again. Through their knowledge and resources, I was able to feel much more prepared for my second birth. Because of these ladies and the ones who have also shared all of their testimonies, I have had a successful VBAC October 2020 with another little girl or with a little girl. I should say she had a little boy and then she had a little girl. Now I am preparing for my second VBAC with another little girl due October 2022, which means at this time of recording, she just had her baby a couple months ago. So Cogley, if you are listening, please write us, let us know how it went. It says, because of them, I became so passionate for VBACs and the beautiful redemption they can bring. Thank you, ladies. Well, thank you, Cogley so excited for you. Congrats on your back, And I can't wait. I hope to hear about your second back. So as usual, we love reviews. You guys, they are so amazing. They warm my heart and you can leave them in all sorts of different ways. You can do it on Apple podcasts, Google, Instagram, Facebook, just email us over at info at the VBAC link.com. whatever it may be. We would love to know what you think about the podcast.
1: You are tuned into the VBAC link podcast with Megan Heaton, who is a longtime doula and VBAC mom herself, here to help you get inspired for birth after having had a C-section. Along with this podcast, the VBAC link offers blogs, resources, and a comprehensive VBAC course for both parents preparing for birth and doulas wanting to take their VBAC education to the next level. Be sure to follow Megan and her team on all social media platforms for even more. Although these podcast episodes are VBAC specific, it is encouraged for all expectant moms to listen and educate themselves on how to avoid a C-section from the get-go. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is not meant to replace advice from any other qualified medical professional. Here is your host, Megan.
0: Okay. I can't wait. Let's dive into your stories. <laughs> five, five stories. So obviously everyone's starts with the C-section. Yes.
2: So <laughs>
0: let's let's dive into that.
2: Okay. Um, first, I wanted to say thank you uh, for allowing me to be able to come on your podcast and share my story with you and um, your listeners. Okay. So first, we're going to talk about Joshua. He's my firstborn. <laughs> so when I got pregnant with him, you know, it's my first one. I didn't know anything about anything about right a baby. <laughs>
0: yeah, you just don't know <laughs> what you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know you're gonna have a baby. That's what yeah. that pregnancy test confirms, right?
2: Yes. yes. <laughs> and so um I just didn't take good care of myself. Like I was eating, I was just happy to be pregnant. So I took it as an excuse to eat whatever I wanted. Um and I gained a lot of weight like rapidly. So around seven months I ended up getting diagnosed with gestational diabetes. Mm-hmm. And so that That made me have to go to the doctor more often, sometimes twice a week, um, get a lot of non-stress tests. You know, I didn't know what I was doing or what the the tests were for.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: So then at around 37 weeks, I went in and got a non-stress test done, and I didn't pass it. Um, They -hmm. said he wasn't moving the way they wanted him to move, and therefore... They took me to get an ultrasound to make sure that he was still doing okay. uh uh-huh. the um, fluid and everything. And so the nurse ended up calling the doctor. The doctor said to have me go home, have me come back in the morning. And if it's the same, then we'll go from there. So fast forward, my husband and I come back um, the next day. Nothing changed. So they said that they were going to have to keep me at the hospital I was at because that wasn't the original one I was supposed to be at. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's because it had a children's hospital inside of a it. And
0: uh-huh. you yes.
2: And they wanted to make sure that if there were any complications with him, that you know we we'll have that option.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: they ended up taking me up to labor and delivery, and you know I thought I was going to get indu- induced, but mm. once I got up there. Um, and a doctor came, uh, my family was there and she just was like, we're going to do a C-section. And I was like, Hey, oh. okay, yeah. And I was just like, okay, you know, we didn't know. Right. And, yeah. And so my, um, I heard the nurse ask her, you're not going to let her, you're not going to induce her. You're just going to give her a C-section. And the doctor was like, yep, just going to give her a C-section. So you're huh. not clueless. <laughs> I didn't know. I was just like, okay. So I did the C-section and everything went good. Um, No complications. And as she was pulling him out, she said, oh, that's what happened. The cord was wrapped tightly around his neck. (laughs) Um, I I now know that just because the cord is wrapped around the neck doesn't mean that you cannot deliver your baby vaginally. Correct.
0: Um, Yes. Happens then, actually all the time. Babies yes, come out I with new out. Cords and, you know, all the
2: yeah. time. So, you know, I was just like, okay, I was just happy that my baby was born. He was born six pounds, uh, 11 ounces, I believe, mm-hmm. um, via C section. So everything went good. I was just happy to be a first time mom.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, but yeah. <laughs> and then, so for my second pregnancy slash baby, I had another son, Reggie the third. Um, His is actually a successful be back. And so his pregnancy, the pregnancy was fine, no complication, no gestational diabetes. Um, nice. Which I was happy about that. And so everything was fine. I actually went into labor with him, or early labor with him, Thanksgiving that year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. the food. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then so. I actually was doing some black Friday shopping. Cause you know, I've never had a uh, labor before. Yeah. And, yeah. My husband and I were at the store and I kept going back and forth to the bathroom. And I was just telling him, I don't know. I keep feeling like I have to go to the bathroom, but nothing is happening. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and, um, he was just like, okay. And so on one time when I was going back to him, I ended up having a contraction and they like stopped me in my tracks I was like, wait a minute, is this possibly a uh, contraction? <laughs> so I was like, okay, Lord, just let me make it through this so I could get back to him because I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so I went back to him and I was like, I think we need to go home because I feel like I may be having contractions. And he was just like, okay. So I got home, called the exchange line and told them what was going on. And they wanted me to go and get uh, checked out. So I did, and they I went about midnight and they let me go around eight in the morning and said that I was contracting, I just didn't have any change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um,
2: so I went home and, you know, relaxed. And around six o'clock, that so that was Thursday, then Friday around six o'clock, I start to have like contractions, and I was like, wait a minute, I think this is it's time now. <laughs> And so I had like my sister and my sister-in-law, so family over, and ended up on all fours, like, like making this this moaning sound. Yeah. <laughs> it's on the phone calling my doctor. My sister-in-law is like massaging my back, and she was like, I- "I'm almost sure you're in labor." So they say go back. I went back. And they checked me, and I was about four, five centimeters dilated.
0: Awesome.
2: So they said, yeah, you're in labor. Active labor is what they called it. And so after I got upstairs, I immediately asked for epidural. I didn't even try to labor. I was like, give it to me. I want it now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's okay.
2: (laughs) And so although I had the epidural, I can still, like, feel For some reason, I still felt my son and he felt like he was coming out of me. Some hours have passed, maybe about eight or nine hours or so. But the nurse ended up before that, the nurse ended up coming to check me and she was like, you're complete. I just have to wait till the doctor comes. And so she called the doctor and I was like, I think I feel him. And she was like, oh, I just checked you. You're good. You're complete. You got time is what she said. So she had me do some practice pushes. And as they had my legs open, uh, my mom and my mother-in-law, she was like, oh, I think you need to close your legs. And I was like,
0: I thought I I had time.
2: Yeah, right? I was like, okay, why? He's right there, isn't he? And she was like, yeah. So then the doctor ended up coming. Actually, I had a resident. He ended up coming in. The doctor soon followed and I didn't even get the push. Oh. I pushed like a time and a half. I didn't get to push hard or anything. And he just like came right out. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> he, um, I think my body had already done it for me. Um, just unaware that that's what it was doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. He was born um, six pounds, 14 ounces. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm at, I'm at the six pound range. And so, yeah. Um, and then for my third baby, Addison my first baby girl <laughs> same thing no gestational diabetes the pregnancy was actually good and they we were on track for another v um yeah but at around 40 weeks I went in for my checkup and the doctor was just like I wonder why you haven't gone into labor and I was actually thinking the same thing So she said, follow her to the ultrasound room. I did. And she did a quick like um, examine. And she said, oh, that's what's going on. She's transverse inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I had no clue what that meant. I was just like, okay, transverse. You know, I've heard a breach or head down. Yeah. Um, So I ended up, she told me to come back the next day and we were going to do a a, a a EVC. Uh ECV, a
0: version where they're trying to manually from the outside rotate the baby
2: yes and she said if that was successful you know good if not we would have to do another c-section so of course it wasn't successful and I didn't know anything about spinning babies or anything like that because I probably would have tried some of those things Mm -hmm. but yeah so we did the um ended up doing a c-section got prepped and for some reason when they got me to the operating room I became very panicked Mm. And I just started shouting and asking them to get me up. I didn't want to do it. So like the whole team lifted me up and we just, the doctor talked to me. She calmed me down, went on with the C-section. Everything went good. good. And she was actually eight pounds even. (laughs) So Ah. yeah.
0: (laughs) A big jump, about a pound heavier than your other babies.
2: Yes. So I don't know how or why, but that's what it was. Um, And then so for my next pregnancy slash birth was my daughter, Madeline. Her pregnancy was was good to no complication or gestational diabetes again. But I was still with the same provider. And Mm -hmm. so since I had two cesareans, she said she wasn't comfortable with doing um, a vaginal Mm. because. I actually unknowingly started to advocate for myself with her. And I just asked, I asked to ask, she always told me no. So I was just like, okay, I didn't think I had another choice, but I did try to compromise with her. And I was like, well, if I go into labor before the scheduled date, can I just have her, you know, vaginally or, yeah. you know, try it out? And she was like, I guess I really don't want to do it, but maybe so. Um, I didn't, I didn't go into um labor though, <laughs> so I went to the the delivery, the the scheduled cesarean, and I think from my last birth, I I had trauma, mm. so I was just scared, and I started to panic again, and this time it was before we got into the operating room. It was, it was right after they gave me the spinal tap. It was so bad, like it was really bad. I was a little embarrassed, but <laughs> they ended up saying they have to give me some medicine. So they ended up giving me Xanax, mm. and I was scared because they said it's not good for the baby. It messes with the baby heart. They're like, we really don't have another option because we really, you know, need you calm. And so I just agreed. But after I got that, I didn't even know what it was. But I mean, I was really relaxed. I didn't have a care in the world. <laughs> And so we did the, um, the C-section and Madeline was born. Uh, she was six pounds, 12 ounces. Okay. Uh, I know. So I don't know, <laughs> but so, yeah, and it was good. No complications, just the panic attack. And, um, oh, you know what? Yes. My husband did say she didn't respond. I didn't know. Cause I was out of it. Um, mm. And so he said he got scared because she didn't respond for a while. And I'm just assuming it was the medicine, but she responded. So I just thank God that, you know, she was okay. Um yeah. I was very depressed after that. I think it was the, the, you know, tra- trauma for me. So I didn't want to have any more babies. I didn't want to go through the delivery process, any of mm-hmm. that.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And I ended up getting pregnant again.
0: <laughs> Oops. <laughs>
2: Someone uh, else had a plan for you. <laughs> yeah. And so with this, with with this pregnancy um, and birth, I knew deep inside I didn't want to do it, but I was okay with having another C section. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't looking to be pregnant. It was actually during the COVID, like at the end of the COVID lockdown. So, you know, all these friends, and I see people having these babies, and I tell my husband, We missed the way. Like we did good. Uh-huh. No, we got caught right up in that <laughs> way. And so, um, so yeah, her story is a journey for me. I didn't realize I had trauma with the rest of the um, pregnancy births. I'm sorry, the other two births before her. Mm-hmm. And one day while I was minding my business and having some alone time, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me that I was pregnant, that I was going to have my baby vaginally that I need to call my sister to have her bring me some pregnancy tests and that this is going to be a faith and trust journey for between me Mm, and God. That just gave
0: me the chills.
2: (laughs) And I'm telling you,
0: I was scared. I thought
2: I was tripping. I said, no, I am not. But I decided to be obedient. And so I called my sister and she came over with three pregnancy tests. And sure enough, every single one of them, (laughs) Pregnant. <laughs> I, I
0: didn't know
2: what happened. my husband and I were like. How did this happen? Like you know, we thought we were doing good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but when God has other uh, plans for you, you know, His mm-hmm. plan always trumps what we want to do. Uh huh. <laughs> I remember my friend telling me that because she ended up not going to doctors anymore, she ended up doing midwives. Uh-huh. And she told me that they had done research that the midwives are saying that they had done, that there's more research out saying that, you know, it's possible for people to have vaginal births after multiple cesareans. Mm
0: -hmm. So
2: I was like, At this
0: point you've had three technically, right? I mean, you've had a vaginal birth in between the two, but you've had three.
2: Yes. So I've had three. And so I called them the, the information, the military referee info she gave me. They said no. They said after if maybe if it would have been one, mm. they would, would be able to do it. But they gave me the information for somebody else. So I called them. They said no. And so after that, it was just like a rabbit hole with a lot of no's. So I decided wow. to call my previous doctor, although I had that trauma and I just didn't really feel as comfortable as I did once with her. Mm-hmm. It was just familiar to me. So I'm like...
0: Some comfort there and yes. familiarity. Yeah. Yes.
2: So I ended up calling her and went to my appointment. But that was the last appointment I went to her. Because <laughs> she did a couple of things that I feel like as a provider, you you just shouldn't do. Even as a person, it's like she was kind of passively trying to get me to get a tubal done. Yes. Oh. So she was like, I need to know if you you want to get a tubal or not because I need to schedule your C-section at um a different hospital so we can do it all at the same time. And so I was like, okay, I didn't say anything to her. I didn't plan on getting one, but even if I did or didn't, I didn't say anything. I actually wanted to talk to her about having my baby vaginally.
0: Right. So. Yeah.
2: So that was like a red flag and I just said okay. Then the second one, second thing was she asked me about the routine testing that, you know, most doctors do, um, Mm -hmm. which is fine. I didn't have a problem with that. It's just she started to say because I told her I didn't know. I'll tell her next visit. Mm -hmm. And um, she was just like, well, the sooner the better in case, you know, your baby has any disabilities and you want to terminate your pregnancy.
0: Oh, yes.
2: (laughs) I was just, I was shocked because I couldn't believe she had said that to me. But for me, if that's what God wanted me to, to wanted to bless me with, a baby with disabilities, I'm okay with that because I'm going to do what I need to do. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was kind of out of line that she would do that and it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, but I was like, okay, this is the only choice I have. Mm -hmm. And so the third thing was after she was, after we were wrapping up and she was leaving out, like she said in a low tone, but like, I can hear her like clearly. She was like, Well, thanks for keeping us in business. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, okay, um, have a good day. Maybe and a she, little unprofessional. Yeah. But I had been with her since my second birth. So mm-hmm. I just my second pregnancy. So I didn't that was just new for me. So I just decided I wasn't gonna go back to her. That was in January. Found out I was pregnant um November. And so, from the beginning of January to the end of February, I didn't have a doctor. And I'm calling. I'm actually, uh, I actually wrote a letter to the one of the head obstetricians in in my area of a big institution where I'm from. And yeah. he actually called me back. And that phone call had me in tears because he basically was laughing at me, like literally, and telling me that that's a joke. Like no institution here. He went
0: out of his way to call you back to tell you that you are a joke.
2: Yes. That no, no institution in our area or anywhere is going to allow you to TOLAC after
1: three three three. three.
2: cesarean. Yes. And so I was just like, okay, God, why would you tell me this? Why would you have me go down this road if it's not true? If it's, this is impossible. Nobody is going to let me do this, you know? So
1: mm-hmm.
2: after I went on my rant, I was just like, whatever. I just kept going. I kept going and ended up finding a doctor who ended up giving me a referral to a high-risk clinic um, mm-hmm. here. Um, but in between time, I ended up hiring a doula, which I suggest anybody that's pregnant, get a doula if, if you can I ended up getting, joining some Facebook groups and following people on Instagram is where I found you guys the be back community. And it was so encouraging for me just to know that I wasn't alone. Yeah. and that, Yeah. It's people out there that's, you know, going through the same things. And so I ended up going to the high risk clinic and they told me that they were going to accept me as a client, uh, not a client, a
0: patient. Yeah. I don't know why I said that, but I um, am patient, you know, same <laughs> tomato,
2: tomato. <laughs> um, yes. So, you know, of course they told me all the cons of toe lacking after three cesareans, they said that, you know, they suggested I get a repeat C-section. Um, I told them I didn't want to do it, but this is the first time that I understood that even if I didn't want to do it, and someone kind of forced me to it. They said that it was assault, and I was like, "Is it?" They were like, "Yeah, if you don't consent to it, we can't do that." I was like, "Oh, okay, nice." Oh. To yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so to her birth, so I ended up, uh, my water ended up breaking. Oh, I did want to say that they told me they were absolutely not induce me, no mm-hmm. pitocin, and I had done a little research, so I knew that. They said that pitocin can't increase uh uterine rupture um mm-hmm. uh, rates or the percentage of it, so I I wanted to stay away from it. Um, uh, so they they told me that. So that Wednesday, fast forward to her ber- to her birth, her labor and birth, my labor and birth with her. <laughs> um, she my water broke at like one a.m. on Wednesday. I never ha- experienced that before, so. I'm like, I think that's what it, because it kept coming out like in, in gushes. Uh huh. And so I had a doctor's appointment Thursday morning, so I tried to kind of, you know, do some walking to try to get things moving because I wasn't contracting, I didn't feel anything. So I went to the doctor Thursday morning and told them what had happened, and of course they wanted me to go to a triage and get checked out to get the test done to make sure that it was actually my waters. So we went home. We didn't go back right away. We waited a a long time. (laughs) Um, We went back like 11 at night, got the test done and it was my waters. And so I had to be admitted and I was scared, but I knew the word that I had. So I held on to it. So we got upstairs and The first resident that came in, she was like really like forceful and was like, you have to sign this paper saying that you're declining the C-section. And we were like, okay, I was like, can you give us a second? And so the nurse that we had, she was really, really good. The first nurse, both nurses. And so she kind of talked to me, she consoled me and, you know, she explained things further than what the resident, you know, was saying. So my husband and I ended up signing a paper but I still had no change. I I still, my water was, you know, ruptured. And so were you
0: contracting? Okay. Yeah. Just ruptured, but nothing yes. happening yet.
2: Okay. Now. And so they ended up telling me I had to get induced. And so,
0: but they said they wouldn't.
2: Yes. And so my husband and I, we were scared. um, And I was like, well, I don't know about that. I thought I thought you guys said I wasn't going to be able to do that. They were like, basically your options are get Pitocin or have a repeat C-section. So the nurse was really nice. Um, we asked her if we could take a second to just pray and talk among ourselves. And she was like, okay. But she stayed there. She didn't. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> That's exactly Amongst how ourselves. Like him and I, and and (laughs)
2: Adula. Yes. So we looked at each other, and that's what we kind of said. And she was like, Oh, well, I wanted to pray with you guys. And so, yeah, it was so shocking. I wasn't expecting it. And so we said, Okay. So, like, after she prayed, the atmosphere just changed. I was like, You know what? I'm taking this hospital gown off. I brought my own gown, I'm putting that on. I had a um like an affirmation vision board that I had made. Um, I pulled that out. We turned off the lights. We bought LED light candles, mm-hmm. lit the room up, and put on our worship music and just went in. And I'm like, you did something there. I'm um, <laughs> talking to the nurse. So they started me on the Pitocin. I told them I wanted to start at 0.5. They said they Mm -hmm. don't usually do that. They usually start around two. Mm -hmm. But I told them I was scared. And, you know, I'd rather start off low and work my way up. Yeah. And they ended up saying, okay. So for you. (laughs) So so then the doula ended up getting there. And, like, so this was, I said, this is around 3 p.m. Mm -hmm. And so uh, she was there. And things actually, I started contracting. They put in a, a internal fetal mon- monitor, I think mm-hmm. it's... And an I,
0: so uh, FSC or an IUPC. So uh, there's one that's like... Um, d- so a lot of times with, with VBAC or TOLAC, right? Um, they put this IUPC monitor in to tell them exactly the strength of the contraction so they can kind of manipulate the Pitocin. Okay. And then the FSC is the little probe monitor that goes on the baby's head to tell them exactly uh, what the heart rate is. Yeah,
2: they put the one the um, iupc yeah mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. inner uterine pressure catheter is what it's okay called. yeah <laughs> you got it
2: <laughs> um but yeah so so they did that and so maybe around so between like three and i would say around 10 ish i i was still just at a three i i would <laughs> Move, but the contractions were getting stronger, and then they didn't want to check me often because my waters, water's were
0: broken. Yes, mm-hmm.
2: they didn't want to introduce an infection. And I was, uh, is it B strep positive? B um, group B strep, yes, GBS, strip. yes, mm-hmm. yes, I was positive for that.
0: So they so, probably um, wanted to do antibiotics,
2: yes, and so then so all that is going on, and so then the shift changed, and the other nurse came in. And she was just like, "Okay, I just took these classes. I'm going to put you in all these different positions." So her and my doula, you know, had me—I don't know what the position was—but they had me laying on a bed, and I like had to arch my back, and they had like the birthing ball um, mm, between my legs.
0: That's Yeah. Oh, arch your back, laying on your side.
2: Yes, this is. Exactly oh, okay, okay. okay.
0: You like a Sims position, a sideline <laughs> position? Yeah. I was mm-hmm.
2: calling it swimming, but that's—I guess that's,
0: Sims. <laughs> I yeah. Okay. exaggerated probably okay or there's the I mean, cow flying cowgirl where you're like really really arched
2: uh-huh yeah. and i think i think i've actually i think i may have done that one too like they were on it i had no clue i was just doing what they told me to do right. and all i know i was feeling contractions <laughs> i started going back and forth to the bathroom and i, I ended up like throwing up and like mm. it's unmedicated for me too and yeah. we did find out the gender So it was a surprise for us. Mm -hmm. Um, Thought that the journey was more important than that at that point. And so at about 1045 ish, the nurse at my doula was like, I really believe that you're in transition because I was like, I was making these weird noises.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that funny how our body just intuitively like makes weird noises. But like at the same time, we're like, oh, wait, that's. That's a good noise. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my doula says after it was over, she looked at me and she was. Like, I have never in my life heard anything like <laughs> this. <laughs> and I, we all laughed about it at that point. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So um, she, uh, she, th- for some reason, a resident doctor that was there would not let the nurse check me. I don't know why, but she kept the nurse kept asking. I was like, I really just think she's ready, and so. I don't know. It was just taking the doctor a really long time, but she finally get there. And so she comes and she was like, she's ready to check me. And I'm like, wait, you have to wait. Here comes a contraction. So the contraction comes and I'm like, OK, it's, it's over. I'm like, OK, check me now. Let's move fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she did. I was complete. And so they were like, OK, get ready. We're going to do a couple of practice pushes and, you know, get things going. They were like, whatever position you want. And like, I ended up on a bed, like in the weirdest, like sideways, it was just really (laughs) weird. And they were like, okay, that's what you want to do. And I'm like, I guess let's just go.
0: That's what my body's doing.
2: Yeah. The room quickly filled up with people and I pushed like two times and I ended up yelling out, it burns. Cause it
0: it burns. Ring of fire. Yes. Uh That's what they
2: said. Like they kind of chuckled and they were like, yeah, that's the ring of fire. That's, that's supposed to happen. And so then my, um, husband yells out, I see the head. I'm like, Oh, you know, it's happening.
0: It's happening.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And so then I, um, ended up pushing again. And I mean, she popped out and we didn't get it on camera. We videoed the whole thing, but my husband, I guess he got so excited. He snatched the camera from the doula and accidentally cut it off. So we missed her actually. Oh darn it, I know. You know, I couldn't be mad though. He was excited. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, she was born, Hannah Faith, six pounds, five ounces. As right. she came out, he's screaming, You did it, babe. God did it, honey. Oh. And I'm like, Yeah, God did it. Everybody in there was in awe. The
0: doctors, sure.
2: Yeah. I even asked, I say, has anybody in here ever witnessed the A vaginal birth after three cesareans? And everybody said, no. Like, this was amazing.
1: Um,
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so she was born. I'm happy she was born. I didn't realize just how much I needed to have that healing birth, this faith journey with God and me, and just the information I learned about giving birth. It only took five, but...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but hey, you yeah. learned and grew with each one.
2: Yes, ma'am. Right. Yeah. So that um that's it. My my babies. Um oh. but that's why her name is uh Hannah Faye.
0: Oh that's so beautiful.
2: Yeah. I, thank you. It's it was our journey. Um uh, we didn't even have a name picked out either. <laughs> you know it just
0: came. Everything fit just perfectly. Yes. Yes. So. And do you know what? Something that you did for all of those providers that were there is you proved to them, and not that you were there to prove anything, yeah. but you proved to them and showed them that it's possible. Because I yeah. guarantee you before that, they were probably all a little doubtful. Yes. And I a little skeptical, right? Yeah. <laughs> but there it goes. It happens. And the hardest thing with VBAC after. So from VBAC after two cesareans, like ACOG is like, okay, vaginal birth after two cesareans is reasonable. Like we feel it's okay. You know, we we know that this that the rupture rate is anywhere between like 0.2 to 1.5, like depending on the study, right? But then like VBAC after three cesareans, there's not a lot out there and it's because we're not doing them and providers yeah. are cutting oh. people off saying, "Nope, you had those two, you're done." Yeah. But then we have story after story after story with feedback after three cesareans, where they're beautiful and they pan out. And look, you had pitocin. Yeah. Do you know what like, pitocin got to? Five. A five. Okay. See, like so, you had pitocin and and you had IUPC. So I want to talk a little bit about that because sometimes that it's the it's a less ideal thing mm-hmm. because it's an intervention, right? But sometimes a provider may say, like, agree to allow oh, me back after multiple scenes. Like, if you're feeling stuck and you there's no one in your area and it's rule or whatever, you know, you could talk to them. I like, let's have this. Let's, let's watch what my like, contractions are doing. Like, I'm willing to have this intervention for this birth. And, you know, I don't ever want to say like give in to anything, but it's just an option. Because it sometimes brings comfort to those providers. And I guarantee you that's what it did. It brought comfort. And you know, in the beginning, they were like, no, you can't have pit. And then it was like they totally forgot that they even said that. So they're like saying this one thing, but then doing another. And that happens a lot of the time. And so, you know, you're just living proof, right? Be back after three cesareans with an induction. I mean, yes, you went into spontaneous, like your, your ruptured, your membranes ruptured spontaneously, but then labor didn't start. And it probably would have in time. Um, yeah. But they kind of jump started it, right? And they jump started it with Pitt, so it's possible. It is possible. And we just there's not enough study out there because and, it really, it's not happening.
2: It's not, and that's that's actually a goal of mine is to just you know advocate and give a voice to maybe the 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 problem, the issue is, is the fact that we are being denied and. Mm-hmm. The proper research isn't given because doing my research, YouTube, the VBAC link community and others, it, it I saw multiple women having vaginal births after two, three, and some, I even saw four. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, if we could get across the board and get a good average and you know a good study done that yes. maybe we can move forward
0: right it's just getting the person getting the connections to start that yes so and it and, it, and it's going to start with people just like us like right just regular <laughs> old humans like okay. it's going to start with us from from facility facilitating this you know and you know we have our um doc- dr natalie effenstone i think is how she says that, you know, she's doing maternal assisted cesareans, which is something also like very foreign and not heard of. And everyone's like, no, that's not even possible, but here it is, it's happening. And so as each of us like start implementing things and maybe it takes writing these providers like you did. Right. Which is unfortunate that they, that they called just to laugh at you and say, yeah, right. And then maybe you write Uh, back and say, Hey, like, I just wanted to let you know this happened you know that's what Uh-oh. my doula
2: said to do I haven't done it yeah but that's what I actually have forgotten I, I think I should too
0: yes just it's just every little thing you know I wanted to write a doctor a uh, note to my doctor too because he was like good luck no one's gonna want you out there and I was like oh like I remember yelling I'm holding my baby and should be like not thinking about my doctor but that's yeah. exactly where my mind went I was like screw you look at <laughs> look at what I just did you know like this happened. Yeah. You told me this wouldn't happen. You told me my baby would never, I'd never get a baby out of my pelvis. Cause it was so small, you know? And yeah, it just goes to show like one, we're capable of amazing things. Our bodies are incredible. God is good. Yes. And it's okay. It's okay. It's not like you're like shoving his face, you know, in it and say like, Oh, look at this. But it's like, Hey, I want you to know that this is what happened. And this this I even had to Right. And then he'd be like, oh, you know, and he might look at it and scoff and say, like, whatever. Or he might be like, hmm. All yeah. right. Maybe I shouldn't doubt, you and know, that's,
2: that's the biggest thing. It, it is possible. And it just goes to show that we all are human, even doctors. And it's not to describe them at all. But mm-hmm. nobody knows everything. And we should work together as a birthing team and not like as an enforcer and just the the patient, you know, like this this should be a collective thing. And I think a lot more can get done if it goes that route. Yes. You know, having a doula is very important during the pregnancy, delivery and and postpartum um, because so my doula came like a week later to do the um postpartum postpartum visit Mm -hmm. yes yes, ma'am and she asked me how I was feeling and I was fine and she was just like well how is your your feet and I was like well they seem like they're a little bit swollen and she was like I think you should check your blood pressure because there is a such thing as postpartum um hypertension Mm -hmm. and I said okay and checked it and my blood pressure was really really high almost stroke level high and so whoa yeah, we ended up, she said, um, you need to go to the emergency room now. Um, and I'm just thankful that we had the doula because I probably would have just went on. I was feeling fine. My f- mm-hmm. And ended up going. I had to stay. They had to put me on uh, magnesium and some other mm-hmm. things Stayed a couple of days. They sent me home with some medicine. and But everything ended up fine after that. But I just want people to be aware that postpartum is care, too. -hmm. Beautiful signs.
0: Yes. So often, you know, postpartum is just forgotten about. And that it's hard because we're so focused on the birth and the pregnancy and all these things, but then we forget about postpartum. And so if something is not seeming totally right, and it's normal to have, especially if you've had like a lot of fluids and medicines or anything like that during, especially after a cesarean, it's normal to be swollen. But if you're like getting more swollen or you weren't swollen and now all of a sudden you're swollen, that's definitely a sign of postpartum hypertension. So it's definitely something to call and discuss about. And it never hurts to just call. Even if it's nothing, it never hurts to call and just check out. Uh,
2: Yes. Yes. Agreed.
0: Thank you so much for sharing all your stories and spending the time with us.
2: Not a problem. Thank you again for having me.
0: Absolutely.
1: Would you like to be a guest on the podcast? Tell us about your experience at the com slash share. For more information on all things VBAC, including online and in-person VBAC classes, the VBAC blog, and Julian and Megan's bios, head over to the vbacklink.com. Congratulations on starting your journey of learning and discovery with the VBAClink.